This is the Dos Acero Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, fresa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins the Dos Acero Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Acero Football Podcast, a weekly podcast that is devoted to mainly discussing Mexican soccer. We touch on other very important subjects that uh, we'd like for you to join us tonight, if you could. We're live on YouTube right now, so please send us your questions or comments. And of course, we're on iTunes later in the week. You can download our podcast there. My name is John Jagu. Glad to be with you guys again this evening at a weekly Dos Acero Football Podcast, the Yamerito production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. It's uh, kind of that interesting period of the year where there's not really much going on, but then, of course, uh, I think everyone remembered that the Euro is going on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, continued after effects of the Siete Acero that happened a couple of weeks ago. Santa Clara, and we'll talk a little club stuff, among other things. And, of course, we'll talk about a, a big retirement that happened this Sunday it, uh, in the near Jersey Meadowlands with uh, Lionel Messi calling it quits. We'll talk about that as well. Tonight with us over in Kyle, Texas, we have Albert El Chiquis Campa. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, homies? Glad to be here. Glad to have you with us. Glad to have you with us. You joined the we back to our proper our proper Texas summer. Yeah, nice and nice and cool, nice and warm. It is it is, it is definitely warm. Over in Los Angeles, a gentleman who is very prescient, very pragmatic. He writes for Footmax Nation, among other things. Of course, we're talking about Joel Aceves. How are you, sir? Greetings, John. I'm doing did good. I, did you did you tune in to the launch of Chivas TV today? I did not, and, and I heard that uh, that it froze. It did freeze. It was uh, it was not good. It was not good for the for the folks there. Yeah, I work nights now, John. So I I came home and went to bed. I missed it. <laughs> you think he made a Galvis made an appearance? I did. I did get into a few arguments though before I, I hit. You know, with uh, I feel the whole concept of Chivas TV it, it it contradicts the club. It goes against the club's principles. You're absolutely right. Well, it's a, that's a topic that uh, maybe you can discuss a little later in the show. Maybe maybe you can. Discuss it with uh, Juan Uribe, who joins us from La Bella, Aerosa, down in Pachuca once again. Juan, how are you? Hey, John. No, not good at all, man. I've been, uh, you know, whenever you come down for, to Mexico, Moctezuma, he's always lingering in the background. He finally got me yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, they say you can't really drink the water. The uh, 
I've always found what every, every time I go to Mecca, well, not that I do it very often anymore, unfortunately, but when I do go, it's the drinking that gets me. So I have to ask, how much have you been drinking? That's the thing, man. I've avoided tacos. I've avoided drinking just so I can, you know, I pretty much stuck to prepackaged food. And guess what got me? Freaking yogurt, man. A yogurt. Well, prepackaged yogurt. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's probably That's the one can. food I would never eat in Mexico is yogurt. That's yeah. sweet sauce, dude. You got to have, have a stronger stomach than that. Oof. Hey, man. Well, I've been, you know, I've been trying to be careful and then. Oh man, don't be trying to be careful. Maybe you're being. Yeah, you got it. That's that was the whole point of going, man. You should have had. You should have had the tacos right outside the airport. There. Yeah, exactly. Right outside the airport. Just get it over with. Get the get the what was it called the. uh, Yeah, it's una vacuna way. I mean that that, that's exactly. They get vacunado and then you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Get get the dose and. uh, You want you want it? Look, estás bien agringado, cause that that hasn't happened to me when I've gone, dude. You're losing your Mexi card. Well, not yeah. only that, but you were also—I mean, I mean, honestly, you're, you're eating prepackaged food. That's like the worst thing you could eat. It's a that's, good thing Ronnie's not on because he would. I mean, that's very pocho well, of you. You well, know, what? I mean, the, I'm gonna go ahead and play know, it because he would it, just. It's time for Ronnie's rant. Ronnie's <laughs> rant. <laughs> let, me, let me take a step back and say that I, I thought I was visiting uh, Waco Local approved uh, eating joints. <laughs> they charge extra for for whack. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in Mexico. <laughs> Indeed. But, well, uh, Juan, you were in Pachuca today, so you didn't get to watch the launch of Chivas TV. You, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, t- I checked the Twitter, man. It, it, they, they pushed it back to July 1st. So today was just a soft open, is that? Hey, I, mean, I don't follow know, Chivas, so I have no idea. I mean, is this something that they've been promoting? Hey, we're going to start this channel on this date and – See another thing. I mean, who on earth thinks that they can launch they can launch a channel like that in three months? I mean, seriously. Beto Campos the idea. It was an announcement with the details, pricing options, viewing options. It was just like a show, a preview show, like Apple does, detailing all this, all the information and everything. It was it was ridiculous, but their, yeah. their options their options don't make sense too. But I guess we'll get into it more. Um, Okay. Because, uh, like, it says all the, all the games are on two-hour delay, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Did it start with that? No, nah, <laughs> man. They should have. You know what it is? Is uh, Higuera blocked uh, Jolie's uh, Twitter account. Otherwise, he'd get those uh, those recommendations. Like, hey, the first video should be Elvis, you know, singing Guadalajara. He blocked you, Juan? Yes, but that was that was a few months back. That's terrible. Every time he had an announcement, I would just go in and I wouldn't troll him. I would just contradict stuff and bring up his Americanismo. And I guess he had enough. Now, Joel, you mentioned uh, at the very top of the show that you feel that Chivas TV is an affront to what the club, the club's tradition and what it stands for. So please elaborate. It is. Chivas is a very working class team. It's, a lot of fans are, a lot of the very poor Mexico fans, they're, they're Chivas fans. Well, let me ask you this. The, the, the Club Deportivo Guadalajara, was it open to the public or was it private? Like the actual Club Deportivo Guadalajara? Like the, the, That's the a good question, John. I don't even know because it's been so long. 
I, I mean, well, I, I know they have Mexican, nothing to do with the club now. I mean, I understand I know, that. But. but in like in Mexico, the whole concept of clubs went out the window pretty quick. You know, because these companies came in. No, once that they were stick about them, they were the last to go. Same so, with so, Chivas. So they're no longer same, a private club. No, same with Chivas when Vergara came in. But even before that, you you did have the group of people that owned the actual stock. You know, it seems like they didn't care for the team. Just... Well, but the club still exists. They just don't have an affiliation with the team. You know, but but Ronnie has brought this up that there used to be an Asociación Civil, which makes them a not-for-profit entity. Right. And then uh, when Vergara came in, he kind of just... Sociedad Anonima. But because they, they did have the facilities that the members they could visit. Right. Remember, Jolie? But they yes. still have a club. It's just it's just not affiliated with the team. So the Club Deportivo Guadalajara still exists. It's like Pumas that has no affiliation with the university, but they, they still call themselves UNAM. What does Cardenas own, uh, Jolie? What, what does he own? What is he fighting? Yeah, because he says that, that, that uh, they're saying it's two separate things, a non-for-profit and, and, uh, and what Vergara has. So that that's what they're fighting, but I don't think they won anything. They're not going anywhere. So the pricing, Albert, you mentioned the pricing. So do they have like different, like like okay, for these crappy games, it's going to be this much. These games are a little better, you know. So we're going to charge you this much. Which game is it? Are they charging more for Atlas? Um, or America King. But they are they're charging for. They have three levels of per team game um, charges. So, you, like, the, the lower-level teams are one price. Like, a Cruz Azul Pumas, that's another price, and then America's the, the top price. So, what does that say to the other teams in the league? I mean, that is just so stupid to put that on a chart. Yeah, that's... They're trying to gouge, and it's messed up, because at the beginning of the of their little conference thing, they were talking about how I forget what they said. That guy said. He said I tweeted it out, but he said, he said basically that Mexico doesn't have, they, or they have a wide range of resources that the people have. They some are really, really? poor and some are rich. So they're trying to appease to everyone. Every so, all so basically you're saying that the poor the poor people can only watch Chivas Jaguares. Yeah, if you're middle <laughs> class, you can step up and watch a little Chivas Pumas. Yeah. And and for you rich people, we're gonna go ahead and give you the the super classico. And then they have prices for uh, um, for for a torneo, and then prices for the year. And I think there was a third one. I forget what it was, but uh, I I got the I got the 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 what is that called the volante in front of me or whatever. Yeah. Like the Clásico Nacional is five hundred quinientos pesos. How much is that? How how much does that come down to in uh, in dollars? That's like forty five bucks. It's like yeah, the conversion rate's like seventeen right now, so it's so about it's thirty bucks now. Yeah, maybe between yeah, like yeah, thirty about thirty. Wait, so thirty dollars to watch one game? Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. To watch a to watch a Clásico Molero. That but that's um that's a per game like a per game uh, option that. Yeah, so if you just want to buy that game, it's gonna cost you five hundred p's. But if you want to buy the whole season, it'll be a thousand. And, and, the, and then on but, top of that, if, if you're if you're like if you don't have that much money, you still need to pay for an internet connection. 
And then, you know, who knows how good that could be. And then you got to get a Cat Five table or, or cable or yeah. Check this out. Wireless. They, they got a monthly. They got a monthly package where you can still watch the games, but and it's all the it's all it includes all the games. Uh, the Liga, Liguilla, Copa, and uh, and other mm-hmm. repetitions. But the games will be on two hour delay. But it's only cincuenta pesos a month, which is actually um, two hour delay. So you've got to stay in to that for, to avoid spoilers. And not only that, but cambiaron the horario. They're going to play it Saturdays at 9. So if you want to watch Chivas on Saturday, it's going to be at 11 o'clock at night. It's garbage. And then, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they got like they, they got like four or five, t- like four tiers of of options. They got like a full axis. The, that's a $2,750 pesos. They would have been rioting in Argentina right now. That was, Wait, they were doing that to Boca Juniors. But Argentina Dude. doesn't show any games on TV. What? Argentina well, they're, they're, doesn't show the league on TV. on TV. No, no. <laughs> How long ago were you there? Three years ago. Well, it's my understanding that the, they, they do not show La Liga Argentina on, on, on Televisión Libre. It's either all on cable or satellite, if they even show games at all. But their satellite, like the sky, I forgot which one is it. I don't think it's that expensive. Because I went, I ended up going to a, to one of the villas, which is like they're like, it's like what they call the, yeah, they're really poor, poor, and they had like all these makeshift homes out of tin, you know. And they all had satellite dishes. Yeah, I, th- I didn't realize I was taking, I took some pictures and uh, and I was checking them when I was back home and I was like, they all had, they all had a sky dish on top. Hey, but Jolie, that's because uh, their—I mean, re- their price is probably relative to what they can afford. So if if those if they're if they're you know if they were better off where they could pay you know. Yeah, but over there every other game is a classical. Can you imagine if they have to pay thirty dollars to watch it? No, but yeah, but I'm talking about the price. Like you're saying uh, that their yeah, their satellite is cheaper. This is not going to work. This is not going to work for Chivas, at least not initially. It's going to be a. Well, and the thing about it, that their 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 stream crashed like right at the right at the very beginning. Their website basically crashed. It didn't work. I'm pretty yeah. sure Beto knew, knew, knows how it went down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, their service is 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 junk. They, the the only other stream that worked was one on YouTube. So they need to outsource to somebody like YouTube or some big hitters like Netflix or something like that to to get this running. If they're doing this in house, it's gonna fail badly. See that that to me is 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 still the biggest problem with with this medium, is that there's latency, there's interruptions, or it could just go down. That doesn't happen with a you know unless it's like just raining terribly. Doesn't happen with a satellite signal. It doesn't happen with telephone lines. It's yeah, just, and in Mexico, their their level of internet speed, like you can get broad. Oh, internet. The the lowest level, like in the U.S., is is it's decent. You can stream. The lowest level in Mexico is like almost dial-up speeds. Yeah. You have to pay an extra premium for it. In for fact, when you plug in your network or you get on the wireless, they should just go ahead and play the hey, online, your connecting sound. Because that's basically that's what on the specs required. They're like two megabits down and all this stuff. Who talks when you're, when you're talking about Netflix? Who talks about you need five meg down and all this stuff? That's for like old day stuff, man. You know, I'm going to update you guys a well. At least here in Pachuca, like I was talking to some people about their internet, and they they say they get 10 gigs of data, and that they can watch Netflix and everything, no problems. So I think 
on that end, it will, it will work because the, the the 10 gigs it was for the lady told me was uh, 380 pesos. That's so not 10, the base package, though. I bet 20 bucks. Huh? That's not the but base they, package. That's probably like one of the higher or medium. No, no. She told me it was like a basic package, but she probably has like cable, man. Uh. But uh, dude, a lot of people have a uh, internet here. I think it's more widespread than we realize. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's it's increased a huge amount since like five years ago. Well, they, you know, they they were doing uh, they were they, they were doing like a study with a uh, Slim had invited uh, Zuckerberg. He did like this. They had this like I forgot what it's called, dude. <laughs> but uh, they they were talking about there's about 60 million people in Mexico that don't have internet access. So they were they were. It was like, uh, dude, I, I can't think of the word. Uh, um, but anyways, share. huh? When they share it. No, it was, it, was like, it was like sponsored by Telmex, which is the biggest. Telmex is the biggest internet provider in uh, Mexico. It's, it's That's owned a by, Carlos Slim uh, outfit. Yeah, it's owned by Carlos Slim, and they were having this. Oh, it's a convention. There, there you go. Uh-huh. So he was having a convention, and he had, you know, one of the main. Dudes invited was uh, from Facebook Zuckerberg, so I guess part of it was like they were trying to figure out how how do you get internet to all those, you know, 60 million. That's that's a lot of money that you could make right there, you know. And uh, I, I do feel this is this is part of it, the whole Chivas thing. So you're saying it's, it's but a small piece of a bigger picture. I, I, yeah, I do feel I do feel that way. Like I don't think I don't think it matters if it fails, if, if people don't buy the package, but they could probably see how many more people will will um or, or just how much you could get away with. Monterrey did this like four or five years ago. They didn't have a TV deal, and and they streamed. And I remember watching because Pumas played them. This was when Monterrey was really good and Pumas was really bad. So I watched part of their game. They were playing at uh, Tecnológico, and Monterrey smoked. So I had to watch for like the first 20 minutes. But that was on Medio Tiempo. Medio Tiempo streamed it, and it was free. It was free. Yeah, that's the, the that's what I don't understand. I mean, that's what's so stupid about this deal is that why are you making people pay? If, if you want to see how it goes, you do it for free the first year. And the, the, that – I mean, I'm sorry. You can do it for free, and you'll still make money if 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 there's enough people, you can sell the advertising. Yeah, well, that's one of, and one of the things that that hasn't really been said. But but if you you could look like you'll find if you if you read reports, is that they're having a hard time uh, getting a main sponsor because Bimbo is Bimbo has been pulling out of the football. They're not going to continue with a lot of teams. So that's that's been Chivas' main sponsor for many years. Did you know that Bimbo is the third largest food company on the planet? I I had no idea. <laughs> Interesting you know, fact. Jody, fun fact. Jody's gonna get his Chivas jersey finally, though, since he won't have to deal with uh, translation uh, error. Yeah, you know what? I've been boycotting it since since I win. I would I would do Bimbo if it had the little bear, though. I don't you know, know you remember their old logo? They Bimbo product today. They have so many labels in the U.S. that they just left alone. But if you ever read like the, the, the paper, the, the bottom of the bag, it says product of Bimbo. Wonder Bread. I like their old logo, John. It has a little bear with a chef hat. Oh, I, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. 
and I played with this equipo llanero and uh, you know Sunday pub teams, and they had the the old when you way back when Irapuato was in first division, and uh, the jersey had the little bear, dude. Did uh, <laughs> did your team give up a give up a Sunday pub goal like England did yesterday to Iceland on the throw-in? <laughs> <laughs> we give we give many calls like that, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one thing oh, that another thing they talked about on the on the uh, conference for Chivas TV was uh, they were promoting sort of sharing, like everyone getting together and sharing a a, a subscription. And uh, Lisa brought up something that was pretty interesting about like somebody, like say Footmex Nation gets a subscription, just shares the password out with the whole community. <laughs> so it's like fifty people just like using the same account. Uh, but uh, don't you think they'll do it like Netflix or something where you have to register and then you. You can only be registered in so many devices. That's top level, though, man. That's top level stuff. I don't know if they're capable of that, John. They don't have that. They already lost half their subscriptions. They're basically playing to the people who can't afford it by saying that. They're saying, like, well, we know this is outrageous and stuff, but here you can do this. They're almost to the point of saying, yeah, go ahead and pirate us. If you can't afford it, try pirating it us. and I'm telling you, I just it makes no sense to me that that they would charge people the first year. Just make it free. Take Wait. the measurement. And I think but, yeah, Chivas is it, being used as guinea pigs, John, and uh, and I feel that that's that's part of the reason they got they got those uh, Leon players. Hey, Leon Beto, also, that's not how I understood it. I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before we change the subject to the young players, uh, we should we should have a new segment called Chiva contra Chiva. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because the way the way they worded it to me, it sounded like all right. If you if you have a Waco local place and you set up a TV and you're serving drinks and and you know and and snacks and food, <clears throat> we don't mind you streaming it to all these people. Or or if or let's say me and Jolie like. Uh, you know, we say, hey, 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 uh, Jolie, let's meet up. We'll, we'll, we'll split a subscription. Or, but, but you know I what? Was... That's probably what's gonna happen. Where it's like you're gonna have restaurants or bars, and they're gonna that, show it, and people are gonna go see it. At, you know, you're gonna have to go to the pub to, to see the match. Yeah, that, that's what it sounded like to me. But maybe you know, I'm looking at it differently. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm saying they're yeah. not technically savvy enough to restrict. No, that I don't. I don't know if you can say that. So can you, really can you watch that? it in the U.S. then? Will you be able to call or only in Mexico? Televisa blocks me from uh, from watching any content uh, being up here in the States because they protect Univision. I'm sorry, Univision. Oh. Yeah. yeah so, the possibility is there. Univision, but, Univision. I don't know if they would implement it because they'd be, they might be hosing – well, they probably would, but they'd yeah, be hosing so, a lot of people. I'm pretty sure that uh, that that like like for us – we wouldn't, we wouldn't. We won't be able to watch at least not this year because because Univision has the rights to their. Well, we I think Tom yeah. said that there was a U.S. option, like nine dollars a month or something like that. Why would you, well, you want to pay for that when you get it for free? <laughs> well, you know the cincuenta pesos a month is not bad if if you if you don't watch the games live anyways, and because you, you but, can watch all the you know you can watch the, the But what are the odds that that you could see it in Roja Directa or other sites like that? You you know it, I, don't, it, I don't know what Roja Directa is. I've, I've never I've you, never been to it. I've never seen it. I've never used it. You can stream them live, but you can't you can't watch like let's say you want to watch the game later. 
Uh, and if you didn't record it, you can't find it on Roja Directa. It's very hard to find. Roja Directa is a website where I, you no, know, I know what uh, it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, all right. But I don't want to advocate people going there. No. Uh, other than for research purposes. Exactly. Or uh, what was like the original one? Was it channelsurfing.net? Justin TV. Justin oh, TV. Oh, yeah. Justin TV. I used to. Back before the 2010 World Cup, I would watch, I would stream Giovanni's uh, Fenerbahce games. <laughs> oh. Or was it, no, it was a Fenerbahce? No, he was with... Uh, Galatasaray? Yeah, Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Galatasaray, yeah. Yeah, they had all those obscure teams. And so. Crazy. So, verdict, Chivas, good move, bad move. I think terrible move. Yeah, I agree, terrible. Badly executed. Well, there's no question. I think they'll be back on TV next year. That's my guess. Do you think they were... they're calling back to Televisa? No, I think they're going to go with Claro. Whoa. Is that keep, it, keep it in the slim You know, family. I wrote an article. I wrote an article like five years ago when I, I forget who it was, but it was Santos or somebody in Cruz Azul who they decided to simulcast. I know that ESPN and Azteca used to have a thing, but I said – you know, the, at some point, a team is going to go, you know what, I don't need to be part of either of these if, if they're renegotiating. And it was it was a big deal to break that up. And I think that, and I was, you know, people gave me all sorts of, oh, this is nothing, it's no big deal, they're just rebroadcasting, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when other TV partners come in, other team, especially, it's, especially if the teams are negotiating individually with the network, there's no reason why they just have to negotiate with the two. And I think we're starting to see that. And obviously now we're seeing it with Chivas moving away. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they go with uh, somebody other than Televisa and Azteca when they do come back to TV, which they you, will. You know, that's a dangerous move for Chivas, though, because they're not out of their uh, descenso problems. So they, they have a bad year, a bad coming year. They have, have to have, they have to make the Liga in... Uh, in the apertura to just put put all that to bed. They have to. They have no choice. But you have to keep in mind that sometimes there's there's a, you know there's a error in each game that's considered a human error a factor with the referees where you know they could make a a bad call like she has that. never. So, and you know, with the with the televisoras uh, upset at Chivas, you know, I could I could see a lot more. Oh, uh, you're saying that uh, the refs might swallow a whistle when they should blow it, or or like accidentally trip and blow the whistle when something no, happens. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Hey man, it, it, it's it's happened. But Just don't you think the, they would be benefiting America if that were the case? Yeah, they have. They have in the past. El, El Mil Moles is not here to con- to counter that. I'll, I'll leave it up to him. <laughs> you know, I saw the other day uh, uh, Chiqui Marco. Is he retired? I don't know what he's doing, man. He, I don't know what he's doing. Well, where'd you see him? Like at a bar? Was he like... No, like like Pachuca, the, in, no he was talking to, some, to, to a youth coach or... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a youth coach. So, because remember, didn't he get his uh, his director technical license? 
Good for him. Do they all have Good. to have the same haircut to, to be on his team? <laughs> was he selling? Was he selling gel? Would that be awesome if Cheeky Marco's team, every single of his players, had the same haircut? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, all right. Speaking so, of ref, that uh, that ref in the Argentina Chile game, that was hilarious. Not that he was he was a terrible ref, man. Was that a, was he Brazilian? What was he? He was Brazilian. Yeah. Brazilian. Yeah, there is there is not to deviate too far, but there is this one. I think he gave a card to Biglia or something, and he like got ran all the way up into his face and oh, just yeah. a card in his face. I would have bowed up to that dude, man. He just basically humiliated. <laughs> he would have squared up to him, and not only that, but, yeah, but, but like square might as well have wound up with his with his hand and it just like you know shot the card at him. Just yeah, really he was running at people straight, yeah. bull rushing people and getting in their face and like saying whatever he was saying. He, I, you saw when he gave a. I like the refs that are uh, that look disappointed when they have to give a yellow card. It's like immediately they see the foul, they walk up to the guy like, "Man, I'm so sorry, but you, I'm gonna have to write you up for that." And he pulls the card out and writes the name. Yeah. And there's guys like you know Chiki Matico that do it dramatically, and then he has like two yellow cards in case he needs to to double. Remember that when he was double fisting. <laughs> Yellow cards, one for you, one for you. Because he had two. Yeah, this guy was flexing when he gave a yellow card, man, arching his back and all kinds of stuff. Really? Oh, was he was he like like bodybuilding, like like posing, like like Hans and Franz, and he was like, oh, yellow card. He's flexing his pectorals at him and stuff. Yeah. Oh, like Terry Crews does, like a little little dance with his pecs. <laughs> yeah, now, speaking of the Copa America, that's a nice segue. Well, well, well done, well done, Albert. Oh, for, for thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, you know, of course, Chile won. They won the second consecutive. They beat Argentina again after another 0-0 game in penalties. The uh, Argentines have just had bad luck with, with, with the penalty kicks in this tournament against Chile the last couple of years. I mean, you can't really pin it on anything else. I mean, they just, you know. And uh, Lionel was a little frustrated, and he said, you know what, I'm done with the team. So I don't think he'll be available for qualifiers. I don't think he wants to travel personally. But I think that he'll play the World Cup. I think that he'll come out of retirement for the World Cup. And he'll give it one last go. He's emotional. He's a little baby. That's not the the right mindset to be in right after that type of game to make that decision. No, oh, I agree, but I mean, you know, he he said it. We have to talk about it. I I think it was like you, kind of like you. It just was, uh, you know, I think that he had other things in mind, and this was just awaited him step away for a bit. I wonder what all the will. details with the federation is, like the whole picture, because there might be a huge issue with, because there's all they're, kinds they're, of rumors about all fighting, these players retiring. They're fighting for the presidency because after uh, Julio Grandona passed away. I forget the name of the of the dude that took over, but he he sold like some television rights and it was fraudulent. So yeah, he the got makes Femex Foot look like the the Deutsche Fußballbund. I mean, seriously. So, yeah, that guy. So corrupt. That guy got sacked. So everyone's been fighting to control to control the um, the AFA, including Macri, who's who's you know in politics. It is a major. So, Major power struggle right now. There. So yeah, that's that's 
been going on over there is just very divided. And Gondrona was, uh, he was draconian. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, he, he, he was the president for, what, 40 years? Yeah, and Long he was with FIFA. He was a vice president of FIFA. Yeah, he was. Uh, he so was that affecting the players, though. Like, why are they complaining? Why is Messi complaining about waiting in an airplane for an hour or something? Well, I don't necessarily think he was complaining about what. Did he specifically say it was about? Hey, the, the, we're waiting for an hour. This, yeah, he, t- he posted an Instagram. He's like, we're sitting here, and he took a picture of him and some other dude. We're, we we've been waiting here for an hour. Thanks, Alpha, for whatever. Well, maybe maybe they were waiting for Alpha to get on the plane. Maybe they were like yeah, getting was, drunk yeah. at the TGI Fridays over by by Terminal C. <laughs> <laughs> and they, for, they forgot they had a flight. <laughs> oh, geez. But there's got to be something else. There's got to be other issues. Oh, wait, there's no question. Wait. There's well, just I mean, I'm again. I, understand that I have to hold my tongue, but just uh, yeah. Well, FIFA, it, FIFA stepped in and, and they said if they didn't resolve it, they were going to appoint. They were going to they were going to appoint people to their to the federation, and then they had that bomb scare, which was probably just probably made up to buy them time. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, 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 I personally don't think I think that Messi, está, I think está peleado con Lafa. There's no question, and I think that what he said was his way of saying I'm not going to play for Argentina for a while, but until these guys get their act together, and I don't think that that's going to happen until they make the World Cup, and then he'll come back. Yeah, there's just too much sponsorship money on him, not. Yeah, you know, but his, missing, missing such a tournament. But the uh, exactly, and and not only that, but, but the uh, but you know his sponsorship. You know Double he's one of the few guys that that does well internationally, just just playing for his club. So I don't think he has to worry. Like him, he himself has to worry about that. So, and I bet you Barcelona is saying, dude, you're, you're not you're you're getting to the age where. You do, you know, three cross transatlantic trips or four, however many they do in a year. It's like that's, you know, you're you're not going to recover for, as, as quickly from those. When you, you know, and, and if you want to stick around here, you know, I'm telling you, there, there's there's something else going on here that that we're we're probably not privy to. Which is, I, I think he has two World Cups left in him, John. Well, he's going to be what 31. For, 31. For the, yeah, and then he'll be at Contención when he's 35. <laughs> you know, and then and then if he plays one more like Lothar Mateus, he'd be the the libero, the sweeper. Oh man, at, at thirty. Could you imagine Messi mm-hmm. as the libero? How what a badass he would be! Seriously. What's up, guys? Fernando. Fernalgas. <laughs> Release the kraken. <laughs> How's it going, Fernando? I'm doing well. I'm driving right now, but. I should be available. You haven't had uh, some cocktails tonight, have you, Fernando? Oh, no, no. Uh, I, I want to congratulate Bernardo for uh, rustling, for rustling Klinsmann. That was did did you ask him a question? You didn't Fernando? see the video on my Twitter? Yeah, you got to see the video. Yeah, you got to see it, man. <laughs> oh, when he, let's when let's he fire this up right now. When he sent me that video, I thought, oh, man, that might not have been the the right question to ask, but I was like, oh, geez, it blew up. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, who can give you it to, to 
Yeah, somebody can play it if they like. Yeah, let me find it real quick. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. You got it, it. okay. <coughs> yeah, and then... uh. Was it the question about bunkering? Yeah. yeah. Or possession. It was possession question. Giving up, giving up possession. Is that this... Oh, yeah, the microphone, too. Did they give you the oh, microphone to ask? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the last few games, you, uh, the U.S. team has been uh, giving up possession to the opponent, and but you've been getting good results. Is that the strategy that the U.S. team will go from now on? <laughs> Just the spirit that makes me laugh. Man. Nope. He had like the smirk, kind of smirk type look. Yeah. He had That's like awesome. this fuck you look. <laughs> if you see the video, hey, that is a legit. I'm sorry, but that is a legitimate question to ask. There's nothing and, wrong with that. And then there's good, there's proper stats to back that up. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. you asked, you asked the. See, those are the, That's what cracks me up because I'm sure Jurgen's like. You know, I never get questions like this. No people ask me, Jurgen, why are you so great? <laughs> Jürgen, why, why didn't Why didn't your greatness help the team win today? If, Seriously, if, those are the questions he gets. Yeah, if you listen to the rest of the, um, you know, the the interview questions, you can see it. You can find it on on Comebol's uh, Facebook page. You can see the the whole entire press conference, and they were just like, you know kind of relevant to the game, but in reality, it doesn't touch up on the issues of why they lost. How can you improve? None of that. You know, and, and that says a lot, Fernando, I ask a question like that. When I was at the uh, one of the FC Dallas games, one of the first ones that I did earlier in the year, when uh, they played, I think it was Montreal. Montreal has that, uh, that Ita- the uh, Argentine, was it Piatti? Remember him against uh, America? Really good player, you know, very decent player. And he was just ripping them apart for the first 15, 20 minutes. I mean, everything he tried, it worked. And, you know, they came really close to scoring like two or three times. And then he just disappeared. And I asked Pareja, I asked, I said, well, what, what did you guys do? Because it all, because he was just killing you. And then it is, and he said, he said, you're right. He was smoking us. And then he said, but what we had to do, and then he explained tactically what he did. Which, frankly, I don't really care, but I mean, it was just like, you know, obviously he he noticed that and he made the adjustment, which is what you'd want your coach to do. And the adjustment he made, I think he made sense of like, they started pinching him with the, uh, like the wing back or something like that to close off the space. And he said that's what they ended up, and it ended up working. But anyway, so those are good questions to ask. And I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with asking a coach about about, uh, you know, as long as you have the confidence and in, in, in your own ability to understand the sport. You know, most of us have played, so we know. But, it, you know, the best part was that uh, Pern did have the stats to back it up, so if so if Jurgen did try to contend that, he he could have, you know, he would have had him there. So I, that's part of the reason why he didn't really, his answer was show, so short. He just wanted well, see, to skip yeah. it. This is my issue with it, though. And, and I, well, I, well, first of all, I don't have really an issue with what Pern asked, but this is my perceived issue with the, the question. Of course, it's not his purpose or his team's purpose to lose possession. They just can't keep possession. So it's not a strategy, it's just the, the limitation of their players. So it's sort of like saying, uh, coach, why are your players, why can't your players have good first touch and good But, but you know, if, see, then, then, then this is my problem with, with, with coaches like Klinsman is that instead of realizing that and understanding that, saying, hey, you know what, we're not very good at keeping possession, so what we need to do is play like Algeria did in the in, in Brazil, or what 
or what Italy, you know, how Italy uh, does, especially in the second half. I mean, they just they just you know absorb and counter, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, until you get guys that can hold the ball, then play like that. But if you don't have the guys to, if you're forcing players to to do something that they're just not capable of doing, you're only ask you're only asking for trouble. You know, my question was mostly because to me, I actually thought, in, in my, from the point of view, and the reason why I asked, I told him, you know, you've been giving up possession. I thought it was by design because if you look at the first match, which was the first Colombia match, USA actually had more possession, but they lost. And the other next games, they actually gave up possession and they got the results to get them through. So that the, my, that's the reason why I said, you know, you guys been getting, you've been giving up possession, you've been giving giving up, you know, be getting good results. So it was actually, my question was, if that was by design, if it was, if that's going to be the strategy from the, and unfortunately he didn't want to elaborate on that. <laughs> that's that's bad on him though, because Ronnie was talking about the cat and mouse type of game where you sort of like just loft it over so that they can try <coughs> to attack and then you do a counter or something. That's actually exactly. what the U.S. is good at doing and that's what they should do. I don't think that Jurgen knows that and is consciously Using that as a tactic, which in well, I think he does, case, but yes. but I think he wants them to play. He wants them to play a game that, and I, and I don't mean this as a knock to American players. I mean I'm not. Believe me, I'm not. This isn't biased in any way. But his players right now just don't have the capacity to play the way he wants them to play. So I, I agree with that. If he if he understands that and realizes that, then yeah, he should say, well, you know, this isn't working. How can how can I get it to work? But he made all these promises about oh we're going to be more dynamic and we're going to do this we're going to do that. Well, that's great. You know, it's saying it one thing and then and then you know you put it to practice for five years. It's not working. There's something that works very well with this team and has worked for you know for 15 years before you got here, and it's been effective. And if you, if you do that well, then you can be a really good team. Yeah, they they went from possession style to playing with grit, <laughs> and they got. I mean, it, it's amazing. Algeria, uh, in the in the World Cup in in Brazil, if 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 Neuer wouldn't have been the the guy that he was that day, I mean, they would have just shredded Germany, shredded him, because they got so many great counters off. But Neuer was 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 just terrific as as playing Ultimo Hombre, which and I don't think every goalie is going to do. I think you were talking about uh, 2010 World Cup with with Landon Donovan, USA versus Algeria. No, no, I'm talking about Algeria. And did you did you watch did you guys watch Algeria last summer in the World Cup? They were no, they I were they were they were an absolute classic absorb and counter team, but their counter attacks were just lethal. They were deadly. Yes, they had really really that. great uh, yes, yes, technical I wingers. I mean, they were just just devastating. And I think it was it. Uh, well, Korea, they 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 hung five on them, and then they beat Russia. And I forget who their other game was. Oh, it was against Belgium, I think it was. No, it wasn't Belgium. Anyway. Oof, I forget who it was. But uh, but they ended up uh, qualifying for the second round. They played Germany, and Germany they they beat them uh, in extra time. Finally, it was two one. But Algeria would just 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 unleash these these incredible counters where they'd have a three on one, but Neuer would come up. And cut it off, and uh, you know, and, and he, not every goal is going to do that. That's why, you know, as as Joel said, you know, you know, Brody did that for for 15 years, and nobody cared. And all of a sudden, you know, the German does it, and I think he's the greatest goalie in history. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> thought was, 
Higuita will play the same. I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. lost the ball. He lost the ball in the ninety World Cup against Oof. Cameroon. <laughs> Roger Miller did a. Yeah. <laughs> you are right? Yeah, yeah and that's going, so. that's going back to ninety. So it, it it's funny how they, they just yeah. they make it seem like this guy invented it. Right. But uh, but the U.S. I mean and and you know um, that that that's what you're good at. There's no. Why don't you be really good at that? Look at the way Italy's played Spain. Did you guys watch that game? Uh, was it yesterday, Monday? I did. I did get to see it. That was that. I mean, how entertaining was Italy? I mean, I've I can't tell you how long it's been since I've seen them play. Now, like would, that. would you say they they had really good rotaciones, John? <laughs> well, what they have, Hoy. <laughs> funny you mentioned about. You know, it's funny because uh, the, they're criticizing the Spain coach for not having rotaciones. So, I think it's more. But anyway. You know but, why uh, they, you know why Italy was doing really well is because they they decided to take good quality strikers and left uh, MLS striker Jovico and you know didn't You know the co- the coach mentions that at every press conference he like the first thing he says he says you see you see why I didn't bring Jovino No <laughs> I think that uh, I want to say that uh, four or five of the Italy players are, are Juventus players They played together play, and, and Conte Conte was their coach yeah, and exactly. So it's the coach and and the Juventus players. You know what a shock they're doing well in a tournament against guys that you know play together once every six months. And yeah, uh, they're a really good coach. And then and then Spain's moved away from their Barcelona base as well, right? Yeah, well they they have no Barcelona base anymore. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's because uh, it was just uh, Iniesta. Xavi's gone. Xavi's gone. Uh... Messi retired. Iniesta and that's it. Okay. Everybody uh, else is Valdez, the goalie, right? Well, well, the no, goalie is the hair. The other one's German. Yeah, yeah the goalie is the hair for Spain, and then there was Juan Fran and, and Sergio Ramos. <laughs> And so they had, but, it was, but it was, there was like three Barcelona instead of the eight Barcelona guys that they, they had. Yeah, David Villa, <coughs> David Villa, right? Pedro, when all those guys were in Barcelona. Fabregas was at Barcelona. Uh, you know, of course, Xavi and. I keep yes. forgetting. I always forget the name of their defender, the guy that okay. had the the curly. Carlos Puyol. Yeah, there you go. He was. Santon Tarzan. Captain Puyol. Caveman. Captain Caveman. <laughs> one, one thing I heard, one thing I heard that was ridiculous on the announcements for these games was, uh, it was like they talked about the end of uh, Joga Bonito and then now the end of Tiki Taka, which I thought was ridiculous. There's no end of a type of style of play. Tiki Taka is still going to be popular, and Brazil's still going to have their their style of play and. Uh, have success on it. You know what? I have no idea how heartbroken I am about Brazil. Seriously. You you know what the whole Tiki Taka thing though, it's it's they play like that in South America for years, man. There we go again with with they do something in Europe and it's like the first all time of a sudden it, it seems like they're innovative but man look look at a lot of games in Libertadores or just South American qualifiers. You you'll see that type of passing. Well, it's not just about the passing. It's about the high the, the high lines in the defense. 
to... Uh, you could you could color code it any way you want. It's still... No, no, well, that's, that's the big essence of it because, see, when you have players within 10 feet of each other, you can easily do the tiki-taka. And in order for you to do that, you got to, you know, levant, tienes que levantar líneas, you know. So yeah, but it's still... You, I mean, do you have to do that? Because they've been doing it in South America. They, they do, like, 20... Well, that's, that's what's have revolutionary a... about it is that, you know, you have so, so many players so close to you yeah, but they have, like, they, these are teams with world-class players. They could play anyway if you tell them to. Those are the best of the best. You, you got them play kick and rush, and they'll still, I'm pretty sure they'll still win the majority of games. Can they do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke? <laughs> yeah, That's a very good point. And that's one of the reasons why you see that style in South America, because the climate's a little warmer. Not all South America, but... So you're going to maybe move around a little less, kind of work your way up. When you play in those northern climates, man, you want to keep moving. Long passes, keep running. It it, it makes a difference. I bet. I bet, because you're also going to freeze if you stay That's in right. the Now, Now, I, I do agree with you, Fernando, and I, I, both of y'all have made some points. Yes, I mean, Mexico plays, has been playing tiki-taka as long as I've been alive. So they just don't call it tiki-taka. They just, you know, they could call it some, some other They name. call it ole. <laughs> yeah. So, ole. You know. But well, I think that where, where Barcelona revolutionized what they did was defensively because it was constant pressure. They, they constantly forced teams to give it up, and then they would just, you know, drive people crazy with passing until they find the little the little – Openings and then would score. It, it was a defensive uh, tactic to just keep the ball because they couldn't. They didn't have the players to to defend. Right? They're all a bunch of midgets, so they can't yeah. compete with height. <laughs> I don't think but, they were all that short. But yeah, man, they're all short except for like three guys: the uh, the, the back the back you know, line guys, okay. yeah. Busquets and and Valdez. The rest of them, they were. Um, I mean, look how successful it was in the, in the last Eurocopa. <laughs> they had other Barcelona guys and said, you know what, we, you know, there's no point in playing with a striker because all he's going to do is give the ball away. So we're going to play with no striker. So they would they played like a 4-6. I remember that. I remember Bonilla yeah. used to play that. So they had no – they had they, – was – they just played with six midfielders and they destroyed teams. They just destroyed them. So I think that that's what people don't understand about about what happened with, you know, with Spain's run. Yeah, they were a great team, but they had two guys, Iniesta and Xavi, that uh, I don't know how they're not mentioned as as the the, the two the, the two players of this generation. How how do these guys not get the press? Because you got a, another Argentinian midget getting all the press. But he would be nothing without those two. I mean, I mean, he would have been a great player. Don't get me wrong, but his—they elevated his career so much, and he elevated theirs. I mean, there's no question. I mean, they, they helped oh, yeah. each other. It's a perfect combination. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was. We we really were privileged to watch it. It's going to be 20 years before we see a, a, a team like that again. It's going to be. It's going to be a while. That they they were they were unbelievably special. All you gotta do is look at. There's no Xavi, no Iniesta in Argentina, and now you see uh, how. And he still made it to three finals in a row. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I wonder if Messi, since he spent so much time in Spain, 
if he if he isn't wondering or thinking, man, I should have turned Spaniard when I was no, younger. No, I think Messi would always play for Argentina, but I'm sure it crosses mine. <laughs> they yeah, they, they did ask him. They did guys. ask him. I think uh, they asked him to join their youth teams. Because he started at Barcelona when he was, what, 13, 14? Yeah, really young. She has already talked about his retirement, right, I think we're 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 in the process. We, we, I I think Fernando that he is going to take a break until the next World Cup and then he'll play the World Cup. I think you know, like the way he saw it, it like when you know when you lose something like that, you you've been in four finals, and the the, the only, everything has been changed. You know, like coaches, players. The only thing that's been constant was him. So, Dude, that is so not true. But but please continue. Well, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> the truth, right? Is it? He's been the constant one, so it's easy for him to blame himself. Maybe take himself out of the equation. Oh, yes. so you think that he was blaming himself? You think that yeah. he's saying, hey, "Man, I'm the problem." Yeah, he's saying maybe I'm. It's my maybe I'm the problem. I don't know what it is, but I've been to four finals. But there's been four different coaches, four different elements, four different situations. But I'm the only one who's been there. The, all four of them. Fernando, you know what he did when he when he walked into Afa the last time? You, fuck you, fuck you. are cool. Fuck, I'm out. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. You know, uh, you know the problem with Argentina is they don't have any creative players. And Messi. He was he was injured. He was injured and he missed. They chose uh, Pastore. He missed the tourney. He, he didn't get to play. My question is, why well, didn't where was Pastore play? last year in the World Cup and in the other uh, Copa America? He was injured too, man. He's <laughs> always injured. <laughs> Di Maria so, got injured too. They, just, they had bad luck with injuries, man. Well, he, here's my question: Why didn't Cunaguero play with Iguain and Messi right behind him? Man, they would have just just like how, how was that guy on the bench? That guy's that guy does nothing but score impossible goals. I think I think he doesn't have the stamina to play ninety, man. Cool. Even at Manchester City, he doesn't play ninety. And and then they left out Tevez, which was like, I just think he's that type of player that he could, you know, put the team on his shoulders. Tevez gave up on his professional team when uh, professional career when he went back to Boca. Which? Yeah, because Boca's <laughs> terrible. Please. Hey, uh, hey Jolie, is a Pastori a ten type though? Wait, hold on. Wait, that's, that's kind of what yeah, I was getting at. Turn. <laughs> Pern, would you say would you say Gio would have given up in his career if he would have gone to Monterrey? Because they wanted him, they wanted him, and he he could have chose between Rayados and Galaxy. So would you, you know say why? the same jo- thing that, that he gave Giovani up? Giovanni didn't go to Monterrey or Galaxy. You know why? It's because one team didn't make the offer. Professor. Oh. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, he's the only team America. we would play for. He's, he's said so many times. That's the only team I would play for in in Mexico. So his dad played for. Yeah, because yeah. his dad played for them. Which, 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 frankly, you know, if the Galaxy is offering whatever the deal was, twenty five, thirty, America said, you said, you know what, we'll give you thirty five. But they didn't do it. Yeah, it would have been much better if he went to America, to be honest. Even even if he didn't go to Rayados, but I would have more respect, you know, for his career. 
But, oh well. I think I think it would have been it would it would have been the consummate move for for both him and the franchise. They would have been perfect. They would have, they're perfect for each other. Absolutely. Está bien fresa ese güey. Absolutely. <laughs> and we all know that there's only one team that the majority of the fresas root for. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. So it would have been. See, I'm, I'm, I'm as fresa as they come, but I'm a I'm a Pumas guy. So <laughs> must have been an accident. You're humble. That's okay. Well. So you you're saying that he that he put he puts too much pressure on himself, and he's saying, you know what? I'm just I'm, I'm. He's like he's like Luke Skywalker in in Return of the Jedi. He is endangering the mission. He has to go face his fears. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> That's nah, man, he's got his 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 teammates choke, dude. Come on. I agree with I agree with Juwan. They his teammates have let him down, and he's he's carried all the weight of the team. You know, I remember in the the 2011 Copa America, which I can't even <laughs> imagine the pressure he was under there because it was in Argentina, and uh, the their whole strategy seemed to be just give it to Lionel and let's see if he scores a goal. You know, like 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 yeah, you know, like when you were playing when you're six years old. There's there's always a one kid that can dribble and then score. So you try to get try to get him the ball as quickly as possible. That's what they did. The other team locked it down, but he almost did. He would almost score so many times, and it just and that was in Argentina. It, just, it was so and ended up losing in the quarterfinals. But uh, hey, but you know, but when he gets the ball with Argentina, he's like further from the goal than when he is at Barcelona. So his role, even with Argentina, is completely different than his club team. And I mean, if, you know, if you guys had the choice between Luis Suarez and Higuain, I'm sure it would be obvious who you'd rather be. Man, but why don't they use like Lavezzi or uh, or Cunagüero? Okay. I mean, there, there's he, so he many other options. Too. Yeah, Lavezzi got injured. Broke his arm. Yeah, but that was in the semifinal. Those players don't matter, though. The, the forward, like... Uh, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, Arge- in Argentina, it's a dime or dozen. I mean, they, they... You know, it's the one country who's like, like, fucking just pick... Like like the guy that played for Tottenham. He had a fantastic... Why didn't he play more in La Mela? I mean, they have... Their bench was disgusting. Their bench is like... If they're ranked number one, their bench is like number four. I mean, they're, see, they have so many good players. They're the they new Brazil. Their best forward is, is asked to be a facilitator. Messi. Yeah. yeah, support the the Kuhn and uh, the other guy you mentioned. Those are those guys are up top, so he needs more support like alongside him. They don't have midfielders. All That's right, the guys. The, the, pro- the thing is, is Messi is a true captain right there. He was sinking with the ship and he went down with it, so he's just not going to go on another trip. That's well, you know, Mascherano. They, they were saying a lot of guys are going to quit, so I, I think Perry's right. That ship is sinking, and everybody's jumping off. So I want I like Prince logic because that means Osorio should quit. <laughs> There's a video of these Argentina fans reacting. Did, he tried to quit though, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was a soft fake quit. That's a fake quit, like like yeah. Just say, hey man, if you want me to quit, I'll do it. It's one of those. Yeah. It's it's like it's like when you fake apologize. You guys ever <laughs> fake apologize? Hey, if I offended you, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the ultimate fake apology. Hey, if if you found that offensive, I'm sorry. What, what do they call it? Um, when they quit and it's like, 
That sounds like Univision's uh, warning about the chance. Anybody finds this offensive? Man, I'm not sure what's going on, but but did you, have you guys ever see the movie Contact and like the, the the noise that they pick up? I keep I keep hearing that on our on our call tonight. It's that. Yeah, that. Oh, what is that? It's probably. Oh, me. is that you, Fernando? Oh, you're in the car. Yeah. So I, oh, okay. I put it in mute though when you were hearing that. I don't know. No, that's all right. It just it's it, it, it's not a problem. It just you know, uh, I'm just glad that it's not a you know an alien radio signal of uh, Adolf Hitler. So. It's not Ronnie heavy breathing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, definitely not. No, we miss Ronnie. We, we, we hope that he joins us again soon. America. Yeah, I got a quick clip of uh, these Argentina fans. It's pretty hilarious. Hit us. Check it out. That's awesome. The clip is like uh, 13 minutes long of them reacting to the whole game, and they just go crazy at the end. It's pretty funny. Hey, you see this at the stadium, and and they'll be doing that to their own players. Yeah, these guys got a huge YouTube channel. They had like two million views on this thing. Wow. They're called Los DC. Now, this is a another good segue. Now, so we've talked about Lionel and his retirement. We'll, we can now uh, let's talk about the sequelas. La sequela siete cero. You know, read today that some players were thinking about retiring from the national team after the beatdown that they received. How long is this? Gonna, how long is it going to take for this team to get over this? Because I think that they're, I think they're going to be enfermos and they're going to, like, in the if the, the first two hex games, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they lose the first one on the road, and if the second one is at home against the U.S., God help them. This is what I think. Like, and I, and I think someone brought it up, or I heard on some show, and this sort of goes to the diva situation that a lot of these players, like Hector Moreno, a lot of these players have a sheer spot. They're not moving from the from their positions from their call up. They have no person competing with them, so that puts you sort of in a relaxed mode where you're just cruising along, and that and that can't happen if you want to keep a high level. Dude, why so maybe, not? Maybe some of these guys need to, you know, that are just sure in their spot and have no no issue, no no danger of somebody taking their spot. Maybe they're the ones that need to step down and retire, or but. I mean, no offense, but there are about 200 national teams in, in, in this planet, on this planet, and about 195 of them have about four or five guys that have a sure spot. So, come on. Hey, well, man, that's, like Argentina, you, we talk about their depth and all these players. Well, they have massive depth. Mexico doesn't have depth. We have a great 23. Yeah, we do not awesome. have a great 46. You yes, know, well, we got better midfielders than them. Within Argentina? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what Argentina is missing, but I think... Uh, I agree with you there. They have great forwards and great defenders, but they're, I mean, if Mascherano, who's played the last, what, two or three years as a central, and he has to come up and play in the midfield for his national team, you know you got a problem. I do agree yeah. with that. Hector Moreno, I mean Hector Moreno, Hector Herrera, and um, what's it called, Guardado, they're top-notch. 
That's what he's saying. He's saying that the, that, that we have that Mexico has a better midfield than Argentina. If they don't, if they don't play up to par like they did versus Chile, they need to be replaced, even if temporarily and you know shown like rotaciones is there. Everyone's talking about that. Then do it to the big players. Do it like if Guardado is. If there's no leadership like Cuauhtémoc is saying or whoever else is saying, then you know find some leadership. They, <laughs> I think Beto has a point because, uh, I mean, going back to the just the previous cycles, uh, the last, since 2006, Mexico has always struggled. Uh, and usually it's the whatever coach is in charge, he's, uh, you know, like Sven, he had his uh, his sacred cows that he kept calling up. Uh, then Vasco came in and cleaned house, right? <clears throat> so you, so you had a rotation, you had a rotation mid-cycle. <clears throat> then Chepo came in. He was guns a blazing until <clears throat> you know the hex. Then he started to struggle, and then until you know the playoff thing where Piojo came in using the the Club America base uh, to win the, uh, the the repechaje game. So I I think uh, and getting back to the point with Chepo was where the big strugglers with Chepo were uh, Cheech and Gio that just they were on they were. They weren't scoring. You know, Gio went like on a two. Guardado was also having a bad, bad season. And, exactly. And then you had, uh, you still had uh, the Torados and the Israel Castros in the mix because, you know, actually, there was nobody else. Exactly. So I think, I mean, Which I don't know. Which is why it's so alarming that Rafa's playing right now. Precisely. That's Although, another point. Honestly, Cesar Montes is. If 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 uh, Osorio if he has a decent Olympics, Osorio has to call him for those uh, these these two games that are coming up. And, and you know, inter- interesting that you bring up uh, a Rafa because, and and I think this was one of Piojo's mistakes. He went about it the wrong way because he was trying to like not call him up anymore. I don't know if you guys remember after the World Cup, and he tried to retire him and Carlos uh, Salcillo. Right. And they threw, they threw a fit. So he ended up calling them for a friendly, and then Salcido just he retired. He was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's over. But Marquez stayed on. He he stayed on board. And then and then Vela came back though with uh, Salcido retiring. Is that a coincidence? I think Montes should come because of the Chile game. Montes needs to be called up now, and and Moreno and Reyes need to know. Okay, there's somebody breathing down your throat. Gonna take your spot. He played so good in the final. I'm, I'm surprised they um he's not being you know featured. Well, he's only 18. I mean, that's how Rafa Marquez was when he when he no, came out. I, 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 it's uh, it would have been a bomb. And I mean, and and most he of our games, most of our games are moleros or or against like. Their entire teams. Well, he like has two official or, or, that are that are might as well be Moleros because Mexico's already qualified and they've already qualified in first place. So he has yeah. two two Moleros, two qualifiers. One you know in and Salvador. <laughs> and let's face it, that's going to be a tough game. Whether they're because they're probably still playing for something, so they're going to give Mexico a hell of a game. You know that that that, that would what a, what a great opportunity for 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 players to you know somewhat redeem themselves. If uh, they go into the Cuscatlan and pull out a win, I know that it's just a Salvador, but even the ninety the ninety three team who destroyed everybody in qualifying 
lost to Tecuscatran, and that was when they still needed to win. But but this is this is one of their weakest teams ever, though. I know, but it, I mean, weak is relative. I mean, they're always, you know, not very good. Is this the end of their bronze generation? I mean, they, they don't. First, even even their starters aren't as good as well, previous. Well, remember that, that half their team was banned for five years because yeah. of yeah, yeah, and on top of that, half their team was banned, and then some of the other players that came, they were demanding more money. Some of those guys were kicked off. You know, <laughs> I I don't think I don't I don't see um I, I just don't don't Re- see this team. How would we do the hex to to this for this team to like hey, man. relieve the pl- of pressure? Jolie, don't 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 look past the Concacaf opponents. Look at uh. No, look I'm at saying because we're qualified now. We exited so Europe twice this week, you know. Yeah, but that's a bit different, like like some of, some of these teams, like Iceland, they came close to qualifying to the World Cup. They didn't just you know come out of they nowhere. They've been working on that team for quite a while. Down. Yeah, is, isn't isn't their coach like uh he's like the Sweden. he was he was a Sweden coach who's no, never it, lost to who's never lost to England I did he never lost to England when he was I was Sweden. reading that he works at a gas station and like their players they're like not even professional Wait, most the of their coach? players who for Iceland no yeah, they're, 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 they they got a, more of a handful of guys play like in. England or Scotland or yeah, they're, they're they got plenty of professionals on that team. Is, is it giving you hope, Juan? What? Well, some of the players working gas stations and and stuff like that. Oh, you saying um, I can uh, my comeback at forty? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Is hey, that you, could that? Be, you could be like Rafa, dude. Why not, man? Hey, man if, if Gianluigi Buffon is still around, you know, if if Robert Redford could uh, could play uh, Major League Baseball at forty, why not? You know. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a good movie to make. Well, yeah, El Chamfle was. How old was El Chamfle? Chamfle, the greatest soccer player in Liga MX history. I have to give it up to the two. Yeah, that's good. Scored the greatest goal in history. That is such a great movie. And I I refuse to watch it fully because he plays for America. So you've never seen it? No, I seen like a, a piece of it, but then I saw the yellow, and I was like, "No, not for me." You made him nauseous, man. Let uh, me just say it. that that you have so much respect for Don Ramon that you would you would want him to coach Mexico right now. Oh, I will. You know what? I'm gonna take your word, John, and I'm gonna see it. You know what? I've been looking for and I can't find. It was um. Rudo it was, y no, better, dude, way better. I think it was one of those. I think it, I don't know if you guys remember like Los Verduleros and and movies like that with Luis de Alba, Alfonso Sayas. Wait, um, is did he coach the women's team? And, no, they did one. They did one where they're uh, panaderos, and they end up playing a a scrimmage against Cruz Azul, the actual club. <coughs> it's just hilarious, man. I I can't find that clip. Atletico San Pancho. And and uh, yeah and uh, and their goalie, you know, going with the goalie chant. Their goalie is is uh, you know, le va al otro equipo and he would have he, he would have responded. Said, thank you, thank you very much. He, he kept fondling the players. 
I, I need to. I forgot, man. I was I was a little kid when I seen it, but yeah. it's one of the best games I've seen there. Now, did Cruz Azul start having their slide before <laughs> or after this movie? No, they they managed to win that one. Uh, I remember when they won it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the one with a. Hermosillo got kicked in the head, and he scores that penalty. It was the Argentine goalie. Was that against America? No, no, it was, uh, I think, Morelia. Or, y la Cruz Azulio? Or, what, León, was it, one of those teams? Do you guys don't yeah. remember that game? He, he had gotten kicked in the head, got the penalty, and he, he scores a... And he scored, uh, and they won the, the, the Hermosillo. Like 97? Yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah, the last one, yeah. I think we're still in diapers, man. <laughs> no, dude, dude, Joel is in his mid-60s, man. <laughs> late, late 30s, late 30s. Oh, okay. Well, so, when, so you, when you're like 42, the, shit starts hurting a little more than, I, than you're used to. I'm from Parchis. Parchis coming up here. Parchis? Did you, were yeah. you a fan of Parchis? I was a little kid, so they'll, they'll put the records for me. What about, what about and, uh, No, another. It was another one. It was. Panini. No, it had like a bunch of. Um, they would sing the colores or some song like that. It wasn't Timbiriche. Nah, that's that's. That was already like. It was a twin. A twin. Well, Parchis, they were they were Spain. They were Spaniards, weren't they? That's what they were playing for me. <laughs> Bar cheese, cheese, cheese. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Were they really from Spain? <laughs> yeah, they were from Spain. They were white Mexicans. Sorry, dude. You know we can't we can't claim bar cheese. It's, uh... You had two, uh, yeah, curly-haired blonde kids. All right. Well, uh, we should probably uh, go into our, our our final segment. Of course, we we could, we would be remiss if we didn't get uh, an update of our. The player that we were all having our eye down on Pachuca. So, Juan, how did it go this week? You know, I'm not sure, man. I haven't had the been able to go in to have access, but uh, uh, remember I told you he was playing center mid, and they they moved him up to to play the ten. So, I really don't know. I can't tell you. Wow. Um, is, but is is that good or bad? I think it's <laughs> it's a better position. But I think uh, Friday we'll know for sure. But these kids, uh, there's two kids out here, and they both. Uh, um, I think today, you know, I, I I couldn't get into the facility until the their their the scrimmage was over. And uh, but the one of the kids, he killed it. He absolutely killed it. Did you not tell him that you're a member of the Los Acero Football Podcast? Says, hey, you know, you you know, the thing is, Chris never emailed me my business card. So yeah, they they were they know about the Los Acero Podcast. They the the receptionist she you know listens to it live and then uh, uh, she actually she has a poster of Fernando in the in does the she, office. Does she record it and then send the MP3 to Carlos Slim so that he stays abreast of of our of our fantastic show? Absolutely. And she had a I'm telling you she had a Fernando's mugshot on the wall. What? <clears throat> Fernando. Which one? Um, was it, it mugshot pre-mustache or a mugshot post-mustache? It, it's a mustache. The the one where he uh, and then he posed with uh, with uh, La Volpe in his uh, in his uh, the, 
I think it's shirtless or something. I need to get a, a La Volpe soundbite because uh, maybe like when he talks about the abuelita. No, that's the mi abuelita. Puede, puede <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> So no, no, whether no, so what's going to happen? You're, they're they're going to come and say, "Hey, we want these. We want to admit these two guys to the academy." Or they're going to say, "Hey, man, these guys are great, but you know they're not going to fit into what we're trying to do right now." I mean, for a kid, I mean, obviously it'd be great for him to to be accepted, but even even if he's not, I mean, it has to be just an incredible an incredible experience for them and a learning experience that you know maybe they understand now. You know, just the the dedication it takes to 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 get to this point. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's a uh, you know only so many kids. Even you know, from uh, like for example, the first week there was like one kid from every state, maybe in Mexico. You know, so if you had multiple kids from the same area, it was like you know very surprising. These guys they scout the whole country, man. So definitely, it's a, it's a privilege for them to be out here, but. Um, you know, they, they came here for a reason, so they gotta, you know, they gotta deliver. Or I'm leaving their asses here. <laughs> Damn, so you're gonna make them, uh, sell tacos on the street right outside the airport? Chiclets. They gotta sell chiclets to yeah. get back. You're not gonna be one of those guys that makes them, like, like, have you guys ever seen the fire breathers on the side <laughs> of the road in Mexico? The guys that, that drink the gasoline and blow it out of their mouth on the flame and then want a tip. Hey, watch me! Watch me ruin my mouth for the next, you know, for the rest of my life. <sighs> hey, hey, Juan! One of those, one of those parents that tell their kids, either you make it or just don't come back home. That's what he said. That's what he's saying. Exactly what he. Is Juan gonna stay over there, or if if kids make it, you're staying over there to live over there? Yeah, uh, we're 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 looking at it. Yeah. Are you gonna be a pachucanero? Are you? If you're from from Pachuca, what are you a? Uh, Pachuquense. Can it be a Mennonite? A Pachuquense. <laughs> I don't know, man. Are the cheapest TV prices affecting you at all? The the, the cheapest TV price? Yeah. That's uh, right, because if you moved to Mexico, you'd have to pay to watch Chivas. Uh, you know, I, have I you thought about that. About that but have you budgeted yeah. that in your. I would do the monthly. The monthly I would do the monthly stream, 50 pesos, you know, and watch it whenever I want, you know. It will fit my schedule. Is the, I've never been to Pachuca. Is it pretty? Uh, you know, it's a it's a nice city. There's a you know, I mean, it's it kind of what I like actually. Their public transportation is is very well uh, very well designed. Well, Pachuca tiene lana, right? I mean, they they got they have money there. They they must, man. But you know what? It, I saw a protest on the street the other day, so. Like I was driving through, I was driving by their stadium, and there was a protest was it after going the on. Were they protesting the, the Cero? Uh, no, I, you know what? They might be protesting the Chivas TV. Now that I think about it, <laughs> sounds about right. You know, I do agree that the government should subsidize some of those uh, Chivas TV prices. Should be like, a, if you live in Guadalajara, you should get a. The government should pay us. Well, people in Guadalajara had to pay to watch Chivas anyway because they could only show it on Sky. They wouldn't show it on TV Abierta. <coughs> abierta excuse me. So your 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 gut feeling, it sounds like Juan is it's a toss up. 
you know, uh, I, 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 I can't tell you. I can't give you a definitive answer. I've been out in the field. I've seen them. They're, they're you know, sometimes if they were – it just depends what the um, – because this week they've been scrimmaging their the academy team, so it just depends what the coaches are uh, feel their team needs, you know? Right. But, I mean, these kids, they they will fit in, both of them. So I think it's just uh, – I'm not sure what the scouts, you know, what they're – How do they match physically? Um, the thing is that yeah, Pachuca. The, if you look at their, for example, they pick really big kids. They're early bloomers physic physically, um, and they, for example, I was looking at the the U seventeen, which is two thousand two thousand one. Those guys, they look like grown men already, and yeah, they're cause, mostly because Hans is is was helped set up their system, and and I remember him, his ideal height was like at least. For like an average height for the team was like five eleven. Yeah, they they got some big big guys over here, man. There, I think I mentioned to you guys. There's a goalie that I see training that he's easily. You said he was like nine feet. He's like like uh, young young in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, he's 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 a giant, man. That exactly. And I think <laughs> all he says is Hodor. Hodor, oh, right. <laughs> hold the door. You gonna you're gonna be on the? Uh, you ever seen that show, uh, Trophy Kids? They'll be like them, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Is, is, that, is that parents that are yeah, like they they go, go to the first conference and you know, like uh, know, you know Cuevas' crazy. mom? They go crazy on their kids. Like they yell at them. You know yeah, if they, they don't perform they well. They see their kids as their meal ticket. Oh yeah. no, they yeah that 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 TV show is based on my life, man. <laughs> That's what we figured. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'll, I'll so be more like Pachuca has to open up the checkbook. Absolutely, man. They gotta. Splash the cash somehow. You know, I'll take a, I'll take a, a Vocho or a Ferrari. You know. We're gonna see you post on Instagram like, from your, uh, from your hut in Cancun and all this vacation right. stuff. <laughs> do, do they have internet in Cancun? I wonder, man. Would you want to be? I had very internet? good internet in Cancun. Very good internet in, in Cancun. It was not bad. Never been there after. You know, uh, if, when you go on the, on the website, the travel websites, there the flight the. Vacations there, they don't seem, they seem pretty reasonable. Well, there's a, that's an enormous pile of hotels in Cancun, just, just, you know, hundreds of them, hundreds. That's why I always thought Cancun would be a perfect city to have a, like a, like a, an indoor stadium, because it has to be indoor, I mean, it's hotter now. And they could have the Club World Cup in Cancun. Who wouldn't want to go to Cancun in December for a Club World Cup? I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious, man. Who, who would you want to go to Yokohama where it's freezing? Yeah, 30 degrees, or Cancun where it's sunny and 82. Chugging some beers. All right, so one last lights. thing that I, that, I, that I thought was interesting: uh, the uh, you know Iceland beat England. Yesterday, two one, and I saw people trying to say, you know, that that's how Mexico should be. They should, they should aspire to be a team, not think that they're one of the elites. And I think that that's just totally wrong. I think that Mexico should should aspire to be one of the elites and not, you know, just you know, be a team that's happy to beat a hundred Italy every once in a while. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. Uh, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> 
this is actually what kind of irks me sometimes. I remember Jotoel um, talked about how. Wait. Wait. What? You, fuck you, fuck you, you cool, and fuck I'm out. All right, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say that how you know. Jotol used to make fun of La Volpe, how he couldn't beat a, a team from Angola in the World Cup. And, you know, because they had teachers that weren't even full-time soccer players. But then you see... Man, the, England they, they losing. had a postman was, was the goalie. Yeah, and then you have here, you know, a team that's, you know, like you said, are mostly all none of our professionals, and they beat England. Come on, man. It happens. It's just the way hey, it is. You know... I saw some funny criticisms of of, of the England manager Roy, where uh, I, I guess it was a translation of the. They might have been uh, Belgian announcers, where they said, "Yeah, you know, uh, Roy's looking at the watch because he learned in a course that uh, his first sub he's got to make it at the 60th minute mark, and his second one he's got to wait till the 70th or 75th minute mark." Uh, I just thought it was it was pretty hilarious. I guess they were saying. He, you know, he's he's too dogmatic in that respect. Like he should have uh, read the game a little better. But, but like, see, that's the thing, though, is that like 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 he and and the rest of England was guilty of the way the Mexico plays against Concacaf teams sometimes. They're like Iceland, man. We don't have to we don't have to prepare for that. We don't have to do anything for that. You know, it's Iceland. Yeah. And you know, Iceland took it to them. And Iceland should have won the game. You know, three or four one. I mean, they had a couple of chances where either the goalie made an incredible save, or it was just one of those, you know, the guy's three yards away and he just hits it right at the goal. You know, I mean, they had a couple of chance, really good chances to uh, to go up a lot. I mean, they outplayed England. There's no question. But anyway, so I guess my point is, is that you know, I don't necessarily, you know, agree with especially you know media folk who, you know, they're the ones that say that. Mexico should be this, and I'll start to say, well, you know what, Mexico, you need to basically say, learn your place, learn your place in the world. And I don't, I don't, necess- I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm. No, I think there's, only, you know, the problem, John, there's no patience really to, to try to, you know, achieve something greater. I mean, uh, like we didn't really talk about it, but for example, uh, the Olympic team with uh, Potro, you know, Potro. You know, five years ago, he was like the best coach in Mexico, according to everybody. He he took two two youth teams. Uh, he won uh, a U17 with a Piero generation, and then he got to the final with a different generation. You know, and uh, at the time, uh, Sergio Almaguer had the U20s, and so he was looked at as a joke. Like he was the one holding back the the players. Um. Oh, that's my, uh, so, you know, I think, you know, I think uh, the there's no patience to 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 make the adjustments and to address really what the, you know, and, and find the real root of the problem is like they just basically, oh, it, it's the coach. Let's just roll this. You know, the heads have to roll. Um, you know, pull it uh, out. Root and stem. We'll Say that again. You pull it out. Root and stem. You start all over again. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but they, they never addressed the real problem. They, like, for example, <laughs> but, Mexico but you know, you know why? Longest... But you know what? That's, that's not going to change because our federation's not—it's not run independently. It's run by all the <laughs> club owners. So, 
Dude, their interest is always gonna get in the way of of like having a set plan and and uh, going going through with it. So even even if you have like you always have like like the FMF will be divided into like two three groups, and they all have their idea of how how the um how the how the and national so team should they should understand that if they just let it happen and just go with the long run, yeah. it would make them so much more money in the long I, run. I agree, but exactly. I've, I've compared it to Jenga. So like you, you, you take the one piece and try to put their piece on the top, and then the other group takes their oh, piece. And, right. Huh? Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, and they're all, they're, you know, they're all thinking because this is the best, the best way to go about it. You mean like when Vedigata thought it would be a good idea to bring in – uh, Sven yeah, yeah, That's and then, you know, going going by when he when he talked about it, like because he wrote a book, and he says how he had to give explanation to all the owners. Oh, Sven. Yeah, and it's like he, they would even question him, like why he chose a certain hotel or stuff like that. So I mean, so so if the owners have influence on the coach. They're obviously going to push to have their players. Do you guys in think the national team? Audio was dictated a lineup. Uh, in the last no. game. Like dictated in like as which it, players to play. Somebody, exactly. Well, somebody said, you know what, maybe <gasps> start these guys. Well, somebody yeah, said maybe that. Maybe not uh, dictated, but do you think he was influenced? Somebody said he was dictated to not call up Gio. So that's, that was the case. Well, yeah, then. says that. I said yeah, that I, I think he, call up, he didn't call him up because he's in the MLS. You got guys playing in better leagues. Being honest. Yeah, the MLS, man. Come on. Because I mean, he, he didn't call up Carlos Vela either because Carlos Vela plays in a better league. Well, Carlos Vela had, had a, a terrible season. He didn't deserve to be had a terrible season. And Gio, Gio wasn't having a good season, and then he was off for six months yeah, or however Gio long. Yeah, was on fire, man. I'm seeing and that's, you know, why do you think Chicharito had such a good run-in uh, in, in the South Africa, man? You, you, you cannot – teams like Mexico – who don't have that much depth, you cannot afford to not have I mean, who going into that tournament had any kind of heat? Because even Chicharito, his last mm-hmm. few games with Leverkusen was, you know, hit or miss. So Remember, remember Gio went on that two-year slump that... Uh, yeah, that but what I'm saying is, is that before the, the Copa America, he was absolutely on fire. Absolutely on fire. In uh, You mean in MLS? Yeah. No, he started the season injured. I'm saying right before the Copa America, like before they even made the, they announced the team, he had a run oh. where he had like six, like scored six goals in six games. Was playing great. Had like has, had just as many assists. Was playing he, really he well. Hasn't, he hasn't called him up. Period. Though, like he 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 hasn't looked at him. He hasn't looked how he's gonna fit into his his plans. He might he might not even and you know he didn't. You you guys mentioned maybe there's a, I think you mentioned it John maybe there's a maybe they are influencing the the list in regards to the Dos Santos brothers with their uh, you know well you know the, was, the, uh, the TV Azteca guys were not happy that they you know this cracks me up why is it that only uh, newspaper people can have libertad de expresión and no one else a mí no me maneja nadie yo no soy exactly <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they can have libertad de expresión, but but you know Giovanni can't or Paul Aguilar or any or any of them. 
And, and you know what? I'm sure. He, I mean, I, I, I was sure he didn't feel too. Yeah, punch Marinoli. He's such, he's such a spazzle, man. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it just it, it cracks me. Why is it that Martinoli can just can completely, you know, publicly, very publicly, trash Piojo and, and his family personally and his family and think that that's okay? I think, oh well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, I'm entertained. I'm an entertainer you, because I'm entertaining people. What is that? Yeah, yeah, John, that that was one of my my critiques because they, they and we talked about this. It's 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 a uh, the federation should have looked to, uh, you know, put a stop to that, especially given that that Teva Azteca is is you know, they they it, show the yeah it goes it goes to show you who who who's more important in their pecking order, is what it shows you. Yeah, that that's just, and and it's it's kind of funny how like a lot of the people, it, it seems like normal. There was really like no. I, I don't remember seeing any criticism to to Martinoli for what he was doing. Exactly, which is it's just it, it's sad to me. And you know, like 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 even when they use the word corriente, I mean, corriente to me is just a, is just a polite word for saying naco. You know, it, it, it's it's like the way you can whisper, like people like when they whisper, oh, you know, Jenny's not doing it well, cancer. You know, it's kind of like corriente, naco. You know, that's that's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah the journalists they were backing up Have you own. ever have you ever uh heard or known of any similar incident like even in any other country where where the where the announcer is publicly attacking a player or a coach? It's it's terrible. I mean, a, a rights, know, a rights holder, guys. not just any commentator but yeah. a rights holder. Right. You know, it's one thing to criticize you know someone for what they've done on on you know on the pitch for 90 minutes. You know, you're that you know, you, that just comes with the territory. You know, cr- you know, criticize or praise my decisions or whatever it is that happens. But for 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 a guy, yeah, for a guy like that to to just you know tear into someone, you know, attack somebody, insult somebody and their family on the air. I mean, that is that is so unbelievably unprofessional. To, to, to Doesn't say that happen least. in Argentina all the time though, with their passion and everything. I'm trying to think of the what the announcers yeah, where, where they time. like like attack like the guy's wife and kids. La Volpe got the uh, his the chance to his mom, but that was by the fans. So I don't know if you, you know. Yeah, well, I mean that happens in the stadium, but I mean if you know, it's just. Could you imagine Andres Cantor doing that? I mean, Andres Cantor gets very passionate, but he gets passionate about the game. He doesn't, you know, he's not gonna. And I'm not saying that he's, you know, any, you know, like 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 the standard bearer, but I mean, there's so many announcers that just would never do that, you know. Uh, well, you got Cristiano Ronaldo grabbing the microphone off of one dude and throwing it into a pond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not physical assault like Piojo did, but I'm sure there's some physicality. But, you know, we, we've had uh, some of our other staff do – you had a, a year, I think he kicked a player from Panama. Yeah, Panama. Yeah, but and that's then, in the game. That happened. I mean, and, I'm not fine with that. He didn't no, kick no, him. Right the ball, man. And yeah. then you had a – that's right. What was La Volpe's assistant? Paco Ramirez. He slapped Frankie Hey Dude in the face. No, but that was when he was Sven Goran Eriksson's assistant. That was terrible. But, oh, that, yeah, yeah. but again, but that happens in the heat of the game. <laughs> that was what in the heat of the game. At the airport, anyway. Quotemoka punched the. Faitelson. Yeah, Faitelson. Well, that's Quotemoka, man. No one's going to do nothing to him. Sucker punched them too. 
By the way, a big shout out to uh, David Gonzalez and Bill Mann for, for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, fellas. Really appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, my point is, is, it just seems like it's, uh, as Cohen said, you know, rights holders shouldn't act like that. And then he was, he was, you know, if anything, he was praised. You know, oh, you know, he, he was so, such, you know, he was, he did so well. And it just, yeah, that whole thing. It was, was expected too. I mean, that's the way their show is. And I, I think I mentioned it when I was in Mexico last year. Their whole show is that way. Like they were showing, um, like when they played Jamaica, they were showing clips of, uh, like pr- provocative pictures of what's her name, that, that singer. During the game? Well, pr- pre-game, pre-game. They're so basically, all- basically they want to have a desmadre on the air. Yeah, that's what exactly what it is, and they were making all kinds of crude jokes. It was basically like you like know, our like our show, like our podcast. Exactly, it was crude, the crude, the crude of crude, all kinds of just like. Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get late. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well put that clip in that show. And that's what they're doing, man. Pre-game and then during the game, you, you you'd expect all this kind of stuff. So it's just part of the whole. The whole that's the way they run so things. So that's their shtick. I mean, I understand that. I mean, you can do that, but don't you don't you know you can. But just don't attack people personally. Not not on the air like that. And yeah. especially a guy like Bioko where, you know, tarde o temprano, you know, to him it was more important to defend the, the honor of his family and anything else than his job. And that's the kind of guy he is. Seriously, I'm being dead serious. I mean, you don't think that he knew exactly after he'd done it, it's like, oh man, I just I just lost my job. I mean, you don't think that he knew that? Hey guys. But, uh, Did you guys already you guys already talk about uh today's anniversary of the Nuera Penal? Uh, I, I wore black today for that reason. Hey, you know what? It was a penalty, though. It was not. You guys need to stop crying over that stuff. Nah, it wasn't a penalty. But you know what? They got away with some fouls in the first half, so I guess... He did He did kick him, dude. You, you could see him. He you could see the yeah. contact. Tapped dude. him with his foot. This is what I mean. Oh, but Robin dude. looked like he'd gotten shot, and the ref yeah, fought he, it. It's a penalty. He did, he did exaggerate. He did exaggerate he did. the ball, but there was contact. There was contact. Yeah, there was right. There was and, contact with Messi in the final, and the the you know they didn't call a penalty. But just, did Messi go flying like Robin did? It was, yeah, exactly. So Messi didn't didn't sell it. Robin did. No, exactly. You, you have you know to sell it in a game like that. What? You have to sell it. I but, but you you know what, John? If there had been no contact, I would have been I would have been bummed about it. Oh, of course, but I mean, but, but my, you know, my whole thing about that play was, you know, what the what the fuck are you doing? Excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, even 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 touching the guy, knowing that he's a, you know he's an infamous and a damn good flopper. And, I mean, and he wasn't, and he wasn't at an angle to shoot. Yeah, I mean, he was. All he could do was, you know, pass it off. And you go and you and and, and you. You know, you give him a little love tap with your toe. I mean, just it's just so stupid. That's what that's what makes me mad about that play. The fact that they called the penalty. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, you know, you had a. It's just the young players like Diego Reyes couldn't keep up with them. You know. See, to me, the biggest mistake that Bioko made in that game was to not play for the counter. Like, like he made a move to counterattack what they were doing. It's like, no, just let them do it. They're going to do it anyway, dude. They, they, You can't stop that. But when you do stop them, hit them hard. That's what makes me mad. They didn't, he didn't play that. 
they tried to do the stupid possession thing when they had the ball when they were just exhausted. It's like, man, just fucking just boot it out to Chitarito or whatever other winger you want to put up there. That's what they're doing. They're bunkering. Well, they weren't doing that. They were bunkering. They're on defensive the whole well, time. Well, they were, but the problem was is that is that is that they would get the ball, but instead of like quickly just get it out of there. They'd pass to the to the midfielders. The midf- I mean, you know, Hector Herrera was totally gas. He had nothing. He had nothing in the tank for the last twenty minutes of that game. He was ex- he just he just couldn't play. Same I, I, also feel, I also for like a match with this caliber, and and it, and it reminds me of the Cruz Azul, the Cruz Azul final Libertadores. In the movie. No, Cruz Azul. When they they it's it's uh, they're, they're against Boca and, and they throw in uh, Emilio Mora, but they had a. Uh, they had a dude. What was this Archie's name? He had long blonde hair. Uh, Smithfielder. Oh, uh, I, damn! I can't. Believe. He's really good. Like, no. no, they Walter left him in. No, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> but but I I think like you have a more experienced player or, or more apt for those type of games, and I feel like they throw in Aquino, who is still pretty green. I just I don't know why he would put in Aquino. Like he gambled it on that player. Yes, but what it said is that that he put in a guy to more for the defense because because of Hector Adomaitis. I just remembered it was Adomaitis. So you're saying a guy who a little a cage guy like a yeah, I understand what you're saying. Just I mean someone that's been that's played in finals that is that you know that they played under pressure because. Uh, to me, Aquino's pecho frío, but that's, that's my personal take. But, Dude, but I mean, Aquino, Aquino won him the gold medal, man. He he just he was coming off a he he had a really big role. He, his performances were very crucial in the gold medal. Obviously, it's a youth tournament, I guess. But uh, I'll I'll give you that. I'll I'll give you that. But it was it was a youth tourney, so that's except the final, difference. the final Brazil that that was Brazil's team. <clears throat> Shout out to Ronnie on the chat. He's studying. He's, he's making more less. But but who who would you guys? Who would you guys put instead? Of like who did we have that that, that you guys on, thought would have been? On that team, in there. I think that's what messed up everything. A midfielder. Yeah. Like I said, or like a conejito Brizuela would have been a, a good. Well, he's very yeah. even greener than Aquino. So so much for our so much for our death, right, guys? Exactly. Boom. Well, you know, you know Carlos Vela would have been perfect. You don't slip out, Gio. That's the first thing. Yeah, but Gio was well. Gio was cramping, so the, he was done. Well, the big problem was that he had uh, Moreno out, so he lost the sub. That was that was that was his his you know the, his biggest obstacle. And, and you know what? What kind? Of, what kind of shin guards uh, was Robin wearing? Because it was basically, you know, shin guard to shin guard contact. Ask uh, Wemis for America. The same thing happened to him. It's crazy. Yep. So, hey, thanks for that, Fernando, for taking us down memory lane. <laughs> you know what the worst part about it? I don't know if I ever told you guys this. The worst part about that game after it was over is that my sister called me. And we were on the phone for like 15 minutes, and we didn't say a th- we didn't say one word to each other, just on the phone, just listening to each other breathe. <laughs> I'm serious. And they're like, all right, that happened. 
All right. Well, talk to you later. Bye. All right, gentlemen. I think on that note, we can go ahead and wrap up our, our lovely little show here. The uh, Los Aceno Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, shout out to uh, Ronnie, who is uh, studying. Sorry about that. He's uh, going to lower uh, guac prices. He's going to roll them back. Yeah? He's gonna, by, by governmental decree, we'll roll back his guacamole prices. This has been the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, we're live on the YouTube. Thank you for you folks on YouTube or on the chat. And you can, of course, download this podcast on iTunes later in the week. Juan thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Good to good to chat with you guys again. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, your uh, your boys will will stay out of Pachuca. Okay. Absolutely, uh, we'll get a dos a cero, siete cero team the Ferrari. Sounds Those great. <laughs> Fernando Regino, thank you for joining us. No, no, thank you guys for having me. Also, always a pleasure. Joel Aceves, as always, a pleasure. Likewise, John. And our fearless engineer, Alberto Chiquiscampa. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been real. Thanks. All right, boys. This has been the Los Acero Football Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you guys again next week.